And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Way back in the month of June, and who even remembers that far back, uh, Eskimo Pie by Dryers said that they were going to vow to change the name for racial equality. And they said that they're committed to being part of the solution on racial equality and recognize that the term Eskimo pie is derogatory. Is it? But (laughs) I digress because they have now fixed the problem. They announced that they're changing the name of Eskimo pie ice cream bars to Edie's pie. Solved. Solved. We had to make a big deal about that. We had to make a big press conference about that because we want to make sure that everybody knows racial inequality is solved because Eskimo pie is now Edie's pie. Congratulations, Edie's. You've solved all racial inequality by naming your ice cream bar after your founder, one of their founders, Joseph Eady. And I wouldn't want you to, you know, but they're not going to make it any different. It's still a chocolate coated ice cream bar. <laughs> and sure, its new name is only going to happen, you know, sometime next year because you couldn't replace Eskimo with Edie's today. That would just be dumb. The machines couldn't do that in today's world. Like one day, change the word Eskimo to Edie's? No, you can't do that. So sometime next year, racial inequality will be solved. Well, it's solved now because they said they're going to change it, but it will be officially solved when the container holding the chocolate coated ice cream bar will say, Edie's pie instead of that god-awful Eskimo pie. (sighs) Welcome, welcome to Chewing the Fat. Did you know that our brains are not designed to remember pain accurately? It's a kind of biological defense mechanism that allows us to live better lives. It helps mothers willing to undergo childbirth more than once. It keeps you from remembering the agonizing uh, time when you fell out of the tree and broke your leg or smashed your head against the car door. The best thing about pain, aside from learning to live from it, is when it goes away. But it doesn't go away for some of us. (laughs) Believe me, for some of us, the pain is a daily thing, and it's a constant reminder that life and your body can hurt and be really hard. So if you're suffering from chronic pain, what kind of price would you pay on making it go away? No, I'm not the guy on the street corner. I'm me, Jeff Fisher, chewing the fat. What price would you put on making it go away for a loved one? There is no price, right? Well, I've got a price for you that will make it start going away right now. 1995 for a three-week quick start. How's that sound? Right? I know. Relief Factor. 1995 for a three-week quick start and get yourself out of pain. Of the people who order Relief Factor, 70% of the people who take it go on to order more. 
It was designed by doctors. It's not a drug. Relief Factor could help you get your life back. Like it's done me. 1995 for a three-week quick start. ReliefFactor.com. Or you can call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com or 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. Well, it is that time of year again, and every year we find a way to get someone to stream horror movies, because we're coming up on Halloween, or I'm sorry, this article calls it Quarantino-ween, someone to watch horror movies, and CableTV.com and HighSpeedInternet.com is going to pay you a thousand bucks to watch your own all-night horror festival on Halloween. I mean, 24 hours of watching horror movies for a grand? That might be kind of worth it. So, you got to be a, who who they want uh, who they want you to stream. You got to be a self uh, you know self starter. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, also, 24 hours uh, is uh, they're trying to sell it to you. You get uh, 1,440 minutes, and most movies are only 90 to 120 minutes. So, you know, not bad. So. You can be on Shutter, Prime Video, Screenbox, Netflix, or any other streaming service, and start. Uh, and, and that's where you got to watch the uh, the gore movies, the horror movies. Uh, anything goes. Um, gore fest, monster movies, folk horror, killer clowns, ghost stories, whatever you want, psychological thrillers, uh, even you know any of the the B movies. All right, so you just got to live tweet the marathon. They want to see your passion for horror beating inside your chest. And that's an all-night horror marathon. And you just got to live tweet it for them. So if you do that and you get, you know, I mean, if they pick you, you get $1,000. You get a $50 Starbucks gift card and candy, according to this. Ah, Okay, that's not bad. So you can apply. Just go to... uh, you know, they have it right. In fact, I will tweet out the link to this. Uh, you have it until the 16th of October, 2020, to apply. And then I don't know if they're picking more than one. It doesn't say uh, terms and conditions. The promoter of the We'll Pay You to Watch Nonstop Horror Movies on Halloween Dream Job is Clearlink Technologies, LLC. Uh, Salt Lake City employees of the uh, promoters not uh, you can't do it if you work for them yeah 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 uh, void were prohibited no entry fee uh, uh, doesn't say maybe it says somewhere in here and now it's uh, you know it's got 24 things by submitting an application to uh, dream job applicants agree to be bound by these terms and conditions yeah 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 the dream job administered by CableTV.com and HighSpeedInternet.com is not affiliated with, sponsored by, or endorsed by any of the parties mentioned above. Wait, <laughs> what? Why not? That's what the deal is. They're using your name. Anyway, I'll tweet it out at JeffyJFR, and uh, you can you know fill it out if you want. It sounds like it's not a bad deal. Thousand bucks for one day, twenty-four hours of watching uh, god-awful horror movies. And you tweet the 24 hours, live tweet them, and you know, you get your thousand bucks, you get a little $50 Starbucks coffee card, and some candy. I, you know, it's not a bad deal for a thousand bucks. Now, if you say, well, I just want a job, 
that pays me some money. Well, you could move to Geneva. They just upped the minimum wage to the highest in the world. $25 an hour. Nice, right? Geneva, Switzerland, they've agreed to introduce a minimum wage. 25 bucks an hour. I like it. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? (laughs) You only have to live in Switzerland and you're good to go. So you're good. There you go. All you got to do, if you'd rather have a job and make a little cash, move to Geneva. Now, yesterday we told you about uh, Regal Cinemas considering closure of theaters worldwide. Right. If you were listening, uh, you know, listening. If you listened to the podcast uh, yesterday, we talked about them considering it because they would say that it would be temporary. Well, okay, we'll see if it will be temporary or not. Today, we find out. Okay, we are going to close. Yeah, we are going to close all 536 theaters in the in the U.S. And we're going to do that on Thursday of this week, which would be uh, October eighth, twenty twenty. How long will that take place? I don't know. Probably till the end of the year anyway. They're dying on the vine with no new movies coming in. The Hollywood is postponing release dates and filming dates for big movies and new movies altogether. So 40,000 Regal employees across the U.S. now face a work furlough. Wow. More than 5,000 employees in the U.K. also going to be affected. Wow. They, well, now they're closer to Geneva, so some of those might actually go to Geneva. I don't know if the people in the U.S. will think about going to Geneva, but wouldn't be a bad idea. Uh, wow. So, and their stock prices are, you know, completely down to nothing. I mean, okay. Good luck. God bless. I realize we're in a tough spot, but, you know, we're talking about New York City temporarily closing schools and uh, in certain zip codes, de Blasio is just shutting down things again in neighborhoods. Uh, In Paris, they're ordering bars to close in the next two weeks. I Look, and I saw the, I dislike the governor of New York, Governor Cuomo, so much. And now he's going to go after churches and synagogues and close them down at some point at some point specifically here in America maybe not around the world but specifically here in America when and I know this is a you know this is a question that is a question for the ages and I don't know that anyone has a, an answer and some people will say now and others will say oh, next month after the election first of the year I don't know when But at some point, there has to be a resounding, uh, how about no? People have to survive. They have to have work. They have to have jobs. Businesses need to be open. Families need to survive. At some point, we need a resounding, how about no? In fact, that should be my campaign. I may run for office. And just that's my campaign. How about no? Uh, we can't. That, that could just can't happen. It just can't happen. I'm sorry. It just can't happen. 
here are the guidelines that will hopefully keep you safe. We can't promise you're going to be safe, although that's what they're saying. We can't, we're not going to open everything back up until we know everybody can see, be safe. When is that? The answer is never. And we're pissed at the president for trying to tell us, keep your chin up, keep working. Things are going to be fine. Don't, you know, don't be scared, but be, you know, it's serious, but don't be scared. You can't just hole up and forget your life. I just, how about no, this message was approved by Jeff Fisher. Vote for me. How about no? Okay, so another story that happened way back in June. Again, wow, way back in June. I mean, I can't even remember that far back. So, Aletha Bernstein told police someone sprayed lighter fluid on her and set her on fire. Horrible. Horrible. And one of the men, uh, four people, uh, were there, yelled a racial epithet at her. Okay? And she was horrified. And the incident was insane. She was interviewed on Good Morning America. Meghan Markle, Prince Harry, reached out. I know, I know. Madison and Dan County officials also condemned the attack, calling it horrifying, absolutely unacceptable crime, which it is. I know, which is, you know, may have been premeditated crime targeted toward people of color because four white guys walking around this city late at night at 1230 in the morning, they're just going to, oh, look, there's a black girl who's being called biracial. Let's just spray lighter fluid on her and set her on fire. Okay, let's do that. Well, yeah, the police department has now closed the case. Now, this is October now, right? So, uh, They've closed the case after an exhaustive probe. We've used all these detectives, all these police officers, because they were unable to corroborate or locate evidence consistent with what was reported. (laughs) So we're not saying you're lying. We're just saying we can't prove what happened. So there's no charges. They're not recommending she be charged with obstructing an officer, which uh, she should be, which can apply in cases in which a person makes a false police report. So they don't want to do that because if they do that, that means she's lying. This way, it just means, oh, well, we couldn't prove it. So she is able to still say, "Uh, I was attacked. I was attacked. Oh, okay. So they couldn't find anything that proved her case in fact they looked at video footage before and after the time that she claimed she was attacked and there was her car but nobody around it oh okay they did i mean there's there's a couple intersections where she was at yep there's her car nope um no nobody was there was there no problem oh okay they reviewed 17 city cameras no groups of white males matching Bernstein's descriptions 
They didn't fire, find any fire damage in the car. Because she said, remember, they sprayed lighter fluid on her, set her on fire. And a dog trained to sniff out accelerants did not find evidence of, of them in the car. The analysis of the shirt she was wearing at the time of the attack did turn up some evidence of a medium petroleum distillate, all right, which is like charcoal lighter fluid. But there was no evidence found on her shorts at the time or in the car. So I'm sure that four guys walking up to the car spraying lighter fluid on you would only spray just a little bit on the blouse and set you on fire. They wouldn't just spray it wildly and it would get all over the place. Nope. So they couldn't even, there was no proof of that. She had a little bit of lighter fluid on her on her blouse. That's it. So something happened, just not what she said, which is why I think we're not getting any charges against her, right? There's just not going to happen because there was some lighter fluid on her blouse so i guess it's close to being you know something happened we just don't know what and so we're not going to charge her and so the police are just saying well we can't prove it Uh, there's no evidence to support what happened what she said happened 157 page report there was at least the timeline from a nearly three minute long video in a 23 page resort. So uh, investigators told the family that the attack as Bernstein described it had not occurred. There was no evidence that she colluded with anyone to make a false report or that there was any malintent or pre-planning that occurred in regards to Bernstein's statement to police. I don't think that's true, but good for you for letting her off the hook that way. I think that uh, another another false report. It's just amazing. I know that the police were dealing with Black Lives Matter protests uh, in downtown Madison that night. It was bad. And so she claimed that she was attacked around 1 a.m., and there was no proof of that at all. She claimed that, uh, I, I don't, it doesn't matter what she claimed because it's just agonizing. She said, uh, someone on State Street tried to set me on fire, yelled the N-word, and threw beer and a lighter at me. It's still burning my skin. It was a group of white guys. Oh, okay. A little more than a half hour later, surveillance images of her phone place her at the hospital. All right. But there is no other evidence supporting what she said happened. So we're to believe everything we're told. We're to believe it all. We're to believe that we are evil as a white, I'm speaking on behalf of white people and I shouldn't do that, but as a white male, uh, a white adult male, we're all evil and we're all racist And no matter what we think, if we think we're not racist, that makes us more racist. And if we think we're racist, that means that, yes, you are racist and you need to admit that you're more racist than what you admit you are. And everyone, we're supposed to believe every, every time someone alleges that an attack happened against a black person, what they said is 100% true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't.
And just so we're clear, if anyone attacks an African-American person as a white person, I, I, you know what? I disavow it. You're all bad, evil people. Are you happy? But we can't continue to have false allegations against, against all people that aren't people of color and have them not be true and we're going to when we're still supposed to believe it. No, I won't. I just won't. All right, all right, all right. I'm down. Let's go to the break room. I need a drink. Okay, well, and speaking of that. <laughs> Okay, we're in the break room, and I'm going to have a drink of ice-cold refreshment in a jug, all right, with ice, because I can't find canned Coca-Cola Zero products in my local area. What is going on? I want to know. Hey, Coke Zero, WTF in dfw what is going on i go to the store yesterday there's not a canned coca-cola zero in the house there are some two liters and some one liters left on the shelf that's it and of course i mean i'm purchasing them hello but that's it i said that was the last of it in the store i looked in the little coolers up by the registers no coke zeros no cans i want to know what's going on how my coca-cola zero products i haven't been talking about them because giving them free advertisement i know we joked around about it but gosh darn it i'm relegated to two liter zero in ice without the ice cold cans that means i'm starting to run low (laughs) uh life is not going to be pretty if i can't get my coke zero but well you know Welcome to the break room. All right, we're in the break room, so we can talk about uh, subscribing to the podcast. We'll start there, and then we'll get to the Democratic uh, Senate candidate (laughs) in North Carolina, who may be in a little bit of trouble. Uh, You don't know. It's got some text message issues that uh, that are happening... uh, just before the voting takes place. So, uh, before we get to that, what you could, you know, I'll tell you a text that you can send to your friends right now. Text your friend, say, hey, I just subscribed to Chewing the Fat. My life is so much better. You should subscribe too. Whatever platform you want, it's everywhere. You can go to iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and you could subscribe. I used, and then, Tell your friend whatever platform you use. They may already know what platform you use for your podcast. And just say, okay, talk to you tomorrow. We can talk about chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. Huh? Yeah. Now, see what you're doing is you're making your life better by subscribing to chewing the fat. And you're involving your friends and family so that you have can have a conversation pieces about what's happening. I mean... You're welcome, is what I should be saying. You're welcome. 
And then when you're talking tomorrow, saying, hey, you know, listen to the fad, this, ah, this story, you could say, you know what else I did? I went to the YouTube uh, page and I subscribed to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher as well. I know. Look, it's the same. I know it's the same name. <laughs> Weird. But uh, I subscribe there too. He's got content that he puts on the YouTube page and, you know, he posts stuff there. So you might as well. And, you know, you might as well follow him on, on social media too. I do. At JeffyJFR on Twitter, Jeff Fisher Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Parlor. So you might as well follow him there too. Gives you even more conversation pieces with your family and friends again you're welcome all right so democratic uh, candidate cal cunningham apologized of course he did he apologized because uh it was released we found out that he was sending romantic text messages to a woman who is not his wife <laughs> Now, he's running up against uh, Republican Senator Tom Tillis, who just tested positive for COVID-19, by the way. So, I, mean, I don't know what that has to do, but it has to do with the race. Right? He's up against Tom Tillis, this uh, Cal Cunningham. So, apparently, it was uh, released screenshots of text messages. Uh, he praised the woman as historically sexy. Is that what you, you're historically sexy? Who now you're making me want to be with you. Hey, you are historically sexy. Want to get together? It doesn't say in here that they actually had an affair. It just says that he was sending text messages trying to maybe, you know, have an affair. Like one text said, would make my day to roll over and kiss you about now. Oh, yeah. After, man, you are historically sexy. You know you're getting picked up. You know you're doing. You're having an affair with that guy. <laughs> so, you know, he said he hurt his family, disappointed his friends. He's deeply sorry. He's taking responsibility. Okay, it's my family's privacy to be respected on this personal matter. How about no? You know, and then no. You're, uh, you're running for public office. You don't get the public privacy thing. Your wife has been on the campaign trail for you saying what a great guy you are saying how authentic you are so you don't get to pull the well it's now now it's privacy sorry no it doesn't work that way but okay whatever just uh just know that if you're looking to maybe having an affair with someone <laughs> the way to do it is praise the woman as historically sexy now now you are looking at some some good times with her you know i saw you at the event last night you are historically sexy <laughs> would make my day to roll over and kiss you about now would it oh yeah now you're talking now you are talking so I know it's Fat Bear Week, and we're going to get to that. Today's the final day to vote. But hopefully soon, maybe in the next few years, we'll have the uh, Fat Tasmanian Devil Week. So uh, there's 25,000 wild devils left in Tasmania. And now in an Australia park, the Aussie Ark. So a team has released, uh, just released uh, 11 Tasmanian devils on the mainland of Australia. And in an earlier program, they released 15. So now there's 26 
Tasmanian devils living on the mainland of Australia. Now, they died out on the mainland after dingoes arrived and they were just restricted to the island of Tasmania. They also had a big blow to their... <laughs> oof, to the devils because they get a contagious form of cancer known as devil facial tumor disease. Wow. And it killed about 90% of the population. Whew. I mean, that's... <laughs> That is uh, not good. But the devils is the largest uh, marsupial, or, you know, carnivorous marsupial, and are native predators. So they're hoping that they reintroduce them and then they'll control populations of feral cats and foxes and hunt other endangered species. So they're scavengers and they're hoping to keep the environment free from disease. Well, let's hope so. I don't want any more. I don't want Tasmanian devils or people coming down with the uh, with the devil facial tumor disease. I'll tell you that <laughs> with DFD DFTD. No, you do not want DFTD, my friends. I don't care who you are. So they're gonna re- they've reintroduced them. They're gonna track the animals using radio collars and camera traps and regular surveys. We'll see how they're doing and what's going on. So it's possible. That in, uh, you know, in a few years, we have the Fat Tasmanian Devil Week. You know, it's possible. So, Fat Bear Week. Uh, up at the Katmai National Park in Alaska. This is the f- the final day, the final voting day. Get there and vote for to see who's going to be the Fat Bear winner of Fat Bear Week. So, 747 and 32 Chunk go up against each other all right so the if you look if you go to the explore.org slash fat dash bear dash week and I'll, I'll i'll post it uh, on, on my twitter and facebook accounts and have already you can use the same link that's been there this week and you can go and you can vote so the two bears are up the brackets are you know head to head for the championship 32 chunk and 747 now i will say i I'm all for 32 chunk, but the angle of the picture for 747 seems like 747. I don't know. 747 looks like could win. So I'm still voting for 32 chunk. I'm a 32 chunk fan. He's my bear or she is my bear. And I'm going to vote right now for 32 chunk. Okay. So I got to put my email address in, which is billy dot bear and we'll see where we're at oh uh 747 is in the lead see i think that's the picture angle i think 32 chink chunk oh sorry uh (laughs) that's not a chinese bear it's an alaska bear what am i thinking and it doesn't have a chink in the armor it's not even uh never mind never mind wow don't i'm in trouble now oh so i mean we could beep that out right right so it looks like uh, 747 with the angle of the picture looks bigger than 32 chunk. But I'm telling you, 32 chunk is just as big, if not bigger, than 747. But wow, with the angle of the picture, 747 is way out in front of 32 chunk. That's 
That's sad news. That's sad news. That's a we've got a, the fix was in with the angle of the picture, and I think we should complain about that. To be honest, but you know, it's a long been a long week, and the brackets are finally done. And seven forty seven is up against thirty two chunk, not chink, thirty two chunk, and it looks like seven forty seven is going to come out victorious for Fat Bear Week. Well, good for you. Congratulations. I'm so happy for you. All right. I got a couple entertainment stories, and then I've got a story that I question the validity of it. The validity of it. can't speak. Uh, I don't know that it's true. We'll see. I, I'll let you decide. You decide whether it's true or not. So, in entertainment news, and it's kind of sad uh, entertainment news, uh, teenage bounty hunter, hunters. Why can't I speak? Teenage bounty hunters on Netflix canceled. I know. I know. Dry your eyes. I should have warned you. I should have set you up. So I apologize. So, uh, and plus, here's some other bad news. You ready? Okay. The series Glow on Netflix canceled. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry, but that's the way it goes. Sorry. to make these shows but i'm sure netflix is starting to at least come around to maybe we shouldn't be spending all this money on these shows that no one is watching but uh you know like uh the the series criminal where they have in germany and uh, spain and united kingdom we may have even talked about this before but that show is amazing to me because it's not a bad show the the spanish the spain one and the italian one and the you know the whatever the french one they were okay uh, the United Kingdom one is pretty good. It was, it was a lot better. The characters are more driven as far as, uh, you know, the criminals and the police officers. But that show is so cheap to make. You're only paying the stars. It's got three rooms, or two, actually, two big rooms, a hallway with what appears, you know, with a stairway, windows that are looking out onto the city, which is all green screen, right? Of course, I don't want to break it to you, but it's all green screen. And then there's an elevator that they go, that they come and go on with, uh, you know, vending machines in the hallway. That's it. I was so cheap to make. That's what, and no action happens outside of the two rooms, the hallway, and the main waiting area where the elevator is. That's it really cheap to make so i mean you got to start looking at maybe uh during these times of uh, production lockdowns and how you're gonna how the cost of things are maybe shows like you know teenage bounty hunters and glow aren't quite up to uh getting your money back know what i'm saying yeah and then we have ann Hayes, who says dating ellen degeneres is the reason she couldn't get work for 10 years. So again, we're ready to bash Ellen, right? We're still, she's still hanging in there, but not for long. I'm telling you, she's done. We're still, we're, we're dragging out Anne Hayes, an old girlfriend, to say that she's the reason that she couldn't get work. I don't know, Anne. I saw your work in the movie Volcano. 
and you're my favorite line of a of a bad movie wow maybe it had something to do with that that you couldn't get any work (laughs) just a thought perhaps the acting abilities of wow during volcano may have had something to do with you not getting some work but you know i don't know i don't know who am i who am i to judge right okay i know i know i'm still a fan i don't you know i don't know i'm a fan and don't don't look down at me i'm still a fan but you know especially wow but you know that might have had something to do with it okay is this story real or not i've read this story multiple times and i can't figure out if it's real or not i don't think it is i don't think it is so doctors in australia were shocked to find a cyst full of tapeworm larvae on the brain of a 25 year old woman now according to this the woman had been dealing with headaches since she was 18 and it happens a few times a month and they were accompanied by visual aura she didn't think much about it but they because the symptoms would go away after she took medication so for seven years she's been dealing with these headaches and didn't think much of it she took some meds and she's fine so recently the symptoms worsened and she had a week-long headache so she finally went to the doctor the doctors performed an mri and discovered a lesion on her brain thought it was a tumor when they went they got a tumor on the brain we're gonna go in and operate oh okay maybe i shouldn't have waited seven years yeah you think anyway when they went to operate they found the lesion was tapeworm eggs (laughs) so according to this she has tapeworm eggs in her brain and once the worms were removed the symptoms ceased and she's able to resume her job as a barista Oh, so she can go back to delivering coffee without worrying about headaches. That's great. So maybe she got it from undercooked pork, but we don't know. We don't know what happened. And we don't know where the source of infection was. We don't know how she got it. We don't know what happened, but we just know that, hey, this is what it was. And she had, I don't think it's real. I don't think, I think it's a, I think it's a story that gets the headlines with, doctors find tapeworm in brain of woman who suffered headache for years and everyone like me clicks on the story because we're like really i mean for the longest time in my life i had a poster it wasn't mine i wish it was it was a, a roommate of mine he put a poster behind the door that was always kind of open you know how you have a door that you know only closes once in a while and so when it does, it's like, whoa, what is that? And here we had a poster of, it looked like four giant holes. But what it was, it was the head of a tapeworm blown up like 8 billion times. I don't even know how far it was blown up. But it was blown up, you know, it was this huge, it was a poster-sized picture with four, you know, holes. But it was the head of a tapeworm. And it was so cool. I wish I still had it. But now, you know. Was that poster real? I don't know. <laughs> I I get it. Okay, maybe she did have some tapeworm larvae in her brain and didn't know it, but I don't think so. 
I don't think it's real. I think it's just a story to get people like me to click on what? Tapeworm in a woman's brain? Click on it and read it. So it's just clickbait, uh, not true story. And that's where you're at. So just keep it, just remember, do your own, do your own homework, read between the lines or listen to chewing the fat because that's what we do. We read between the lines here on chewing the fat and we'll tell you if stories are likely true or not. If you know the barista in Australia and you say, no, no, it really happened. Email me chewing the fat at the blaze.com. Love to talk to her. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. All right, might as well talk a little bit of uh, Rona here. Uh, just a little bit. Uh, the CDC. I know this is the World Health Organization. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to get the two confused, although you can very easily. The World Health Organization says that they believe, they believe our best estimates, maybe, likely, one in 10 worldwide have been affected with COVID-19. Now, that would be only 20 times higher than the current number of confirmed cases, but it's likely, maybe, it's possible. <sighs> okay, thank you. It talks about best estimates. Tell us that 10% of the global population may have been affected by the virus. Okay. Um, you know, Southeast Asia, Europe, and Eastern Mediterranean are facing a surge right now, according to who heading into a difficult time. It also means that, uh, you know, what we said all along, uh, maybe China is lying to us. I mean, they're saying, remember how long they spent, uh, would you, if you listen to the podcast, you've been a subscriber for a long time in the heat of the COVID-19 battle. China stayed right at 83,000 for the longest time while the rest of the world was surging. So, I mean, now they, I guess they have over 90,000. Whoa. Who believes that? I, I guess people in China. I mean, I don't know where you're at, right? Um, if you believe that, then you believe that there's it's more infectious than what they're saying. There's more asymptomatic carriers or the virus is less deadly. If one in ten, I mean, the numbers are huge. So don't, whatever you do, don't listen to the president telling you to stick it out and don't be scared and don't run from it. Because now we get the CDC, friends of the WHO, say the coronavirus can spread through airborne transmission. Well, duh. Isn't that why we're all wearing masks? Because it can spread through airborne transmission. But what they're telling you is that it's possible, maybe, likely, that under certain circumstances, that if you're more than six feet away, it could still transmit. Wait, I thought we were the six feet guideline. But we did know that, right? I mean, we are supposed to look at it like if you, when you go outside in the cold and you breathe, right? You see where your air goes. When, it, when it's exhaling your body, you see how far that reaches. Well, guess what? That's if you're have some sort of sickness, that's how far that sickness goes. <laughs> Duh. And if you believe that the mask blocks those diseases, that's why you wear the mask. That's why you stay socially distant. I, I just, I don't understand why now. I mean, if it's, if they're going to try to make a big case that it's more than six feet 
to keep people away from each other at some point, as we said earlier. How about no? You have to believe that we have to make our own decisions. We saw what happened. I mean, everybody saw the video. It went viral about the sons not being able to sit next to their mom at a funeral. And, you know, it was how dare they. I mean, at some point you say no, right? You tell the guy that's looking over the funeral, telling you you can't sit next to your mom to go take a hike. Get the F away from me. Okay? Because I'm sitting next to my mom. It's my dad's funeral. And I don't give a crap about you at all. And you push him out of the building. At some point you do that. At some point, I need a t-shirt. We should have already had a t-shirt for chewing the fat. How about no? That's, I mean, that's my campaign slogan. That's my new t-shirt. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put that in. See if they uh, make that happen. How about no? Uh, well, when that when they when I get that available at uh, in the shop, I'll let you know. Okay. Reporter Ben Tracy for CBS White House, uh, CBS White House reporter, tweeted yesterday. I felt safer reporting in North Korea than I currently do reporting at the White House. This is just crazy. Well, do you, Ben? Do you? Is that it because? The president came back to the White House yesterday, his home, and while he was out on the balcony, he took his mask off. (laughs) The horror! No! That can't be. It just can't be. I won't hear of it. So, I know that, you know, North Korea's got those labor camps and they're killing people left and right. And if you disagree, they're killing you. But do you feel safer? You f- did you feel safer while you were there? I'm sure you did since you were protected. And now you don't think you're protected at the White House. Well, you know, we had a number of people start coming down with the coronavirus testing positive. And, you know, that's going to happen when you have... I, I just... I, we've been over it so much. It just... I'm sick of going over it. I really am. People need to make their own Uh, personal choices. It just needs to happen. And we have a new bombshell, by the way. (laughs) A new bombshell. I know, I know. It's it's another one coming from the, uh, coming from President Trump's uh, niece, Mary, who who has now stated in an interview that, uh, and I want you, you probably should sit down. Because I don't know if you're gonna, I don't know if you're gonna be able to take this or not. She said in an interview that members of the Trump family have viewed illness as a display of unforgivable weakness. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Now don't forget that she's suing the family. <laughs> uh, yeah, and she's got her new book out there that she's trying to sell. <laughs> Oh, don't worry about that. This is another interview that she's just, you know, telling us the truth about the Trump family. They considered illness as an unforgivable weakness. (laughs) I know, I know. And she gives a couple more examples of how bad this positive thinking was in the Trump family. So her grandfather, 
would did not even it was toxic because he didn't want to hear anything negative oh my gosh no are you kidding me that's all he cared about was positive thinking from norman vincent peel huh that is so bad and they should just be hated for it she also said in this interview about her dad that uh alcoholism now this is horrible you know you probably should sit down for this too yeah um alcoholism was considered his fault oh my gosh the family this is how hateful they are and how much in positive uh thinking they think of the family believed that her dad's alcoholism was his fault (laughs) those bastards i mean you can well understand why people hate donald trump and his family because they believed that a family member who was an alcoholic and i believe actually died because of you know too much booze was his fault i mean (laughs) i i can't i can't i can't it just uh, is agonizing and you would talk about clickbait just a side note this story is driving me crazy today just uh you know because we talk about clickbait we talked about the we talked about the uh the damn tapeworm story and you know look we live in a world of clickbait right uh, in fact that might be my new my new might just do a segment clickbait because we live i mean our world is clickbait and we all do it the left and the right just to be clear we all live in the clickbait world okay so like this particular headline lebron james walks off court with time still ticking pouting over loss not a good look this is not a good look well okay so a is it a good look you know not really but the game's over there's like 10 or 11 seconds left on the clock. They're not going to win. He turns around and walks off the court. They're going, they've already lost the game. All right. The clock is ticking down. There's no way even, and they stop the clock. Even they show where it goes to zero. And then they put time back on the clock saying they're going to have to finish. Stop it. The game's over, which they eventually do just take it to zero and it's over. There's no way. Is it a good look? You know, He's right there. If you watch the video of the game, which, you know, barely, you know, only a couple of million people watched, I think it was four or five million. Uh, the numbers are way down for the NBA championships, which, you know, is another story in and of itself. But they were down by 11 points. There was 10 seconds, 11 seconds left on the clock. They don't need five guys to finish the game. The clock was ticking off. There's nothing could happen. There was nothing going to happen that would lose the game, that would make them come close to winning the game. Okay, so it was over. And why is why does he need to stand out there on the court and be more angry and watch the clock tick to zero? When it's going to click to zero anyway, I'm going to go back to the locker room. I've had enough of this game. I just, I hate to be sticking up for LeBron too. What am I doing? Sticking up for LeBron James? Oh my gosh. I got to, I need a drink. 